Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Lord, we are thankful for this great privilege. If there is anything that stands our way, oh God, if there be any wicked ways in our hearts, oh God, anything, oh God, that will stand between us and your word, oh God, tonight, oh Lord, remove that thing. Set us free. Let your word come forth. Let your word have its free course. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I avail myself. Give me the tongue of a learned writer. Father, let me speak the engrafted work of God. Let your word go forth and let it accomplish the purpose for which you send it. We are thankful tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats? Wonderful. It is good to see all of you. All of you, Tuesday people, serious people of God, people who have taken their walk with God to another level. What a blessing. Amen. Well, tonight we want to continue sharing from the book Lycos. I believe by the grace of God that everyone in this church now has a copy of this book. Hallelujah. Is there anyone who does not have a copy of the book? Anyone who does not have a copy of the book? Lycos. At this point, everyone should have a copy. So take your copy and say, I got my copy. Ask your neighbor, do you have your copy? Ask your neighbor, where is your copy? You see, if you don't have your copy, we will sell one to you. If you leave your copy at home, we will sell one to you. You see, this book should be with you when you go to work. At this point, you should be tearing this book apart, back and forth. You should be tearing it apart. Amen. Amen. I cannot see why from all that we are sharing, you will not be enticed to read this book. You know, it means there's something seriously wrong somewhere. Something seriously wrong somewhere. But um, have a test for this book. Desire to read a book. Desire to know the book very well. Amen. Tonight, we want to continue, and I want us to share from chapter 4. I want us to share from chapter 4. Now, this book, this book is a wonderful book, and one of the greatest things about Bishop's book is that you can take any chapter, and you can read it, and it will minister to you. 
you know, they are not written such that, you know, you have to, there are some things that you have to know. At least chapter one was our introduction to Lycos. And I believe by this time, all of you understand what is Lycos. You all understand what Lycos means. Amen. Amen. What does it mean to say Lycos? Ordinary. Are you an ordinary person? Wonderful. Are you a commonplace person? Are you a simple, non-professional person? Or you are a professional minister? You are a licensed minister, well-trained expert in ministry. You are a specialized minister. Can I see by show of hands, those of you who are specialized, you are experts. They are not in church tonight. But those of us who have gathered here, we are like us. We are lay people, simple people. We are the kind that you can find in common places. You don't have to look for us in limousines. Ministerial limousines. We don't ride in ministerial helicopters. We don't ride in ministerial trains. You'll find us on the number four train. And the number two train. And the number five train. You'll find us on the 12 bus. The limited. And the, the other one. What do we call the other one? Select. Some of us ride on the select. The sixth train. Some of us ride on the sixth train. So we are commonplace people. You can find us. You, you will not be surprised to find us on the select. Because we are commonplace people. Amen. Do you understand? Yeah, we are lay people. Lay people. Simple people. Amen. Tonight we want to share about seven things you must know about the lay ministry. Seven things you must know about the lay ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it powerful? Seven things you must know about the lay ministry. How many of you want to know those seven things? You see, if you are in the lay ministry, if you are in the lay ministry, you say you are a lay person, then you ought to know the things about the lay ministry. Amen. You must be interested in knowing. That is why I don't see why you will not hunger to read this book. Why you will not bring your book when you come to church. Why you will not take your book to work as you are sitting on the train. Commonplace person. Amen. You must be reading the book, writing in the book, underlying highlighting, and so on and so forth. Amen. Amen. That is how you must read a book. And uh, I believe um, so far, what you have noticed is that we are introducing chapter, we are introducing chapters. Amen. Amen. And we cannot read the whole book in church. But as we introduce a chapter, it should entice you to read it. And you, you, should, you, should, you should have a direction where you are going and see what you are learning and note things. Amen. Amen. How many of you are, when we introduce a chapter, you, you seem to understand? 
And it's supposed to entice you to continue reading. Hallelujah. So today we want to introduce, I mean we've been introducing certain chapters, but there are certain chapters that I believe they are for special people, people who are in the select bus. The 12 select, the number 12 select. Amen. Because we, we have a goal. We are going, it's not every stop where we are, we are stopping. We have, we have, we have to move. Amen. Hallelujah. Faster. Faster. Select. You are very select people. That is why, you see, anything that is for special group, it's not for the masses. It's not for the masses. Amen. It's not for the masses. I see, sometimes I see metro cards on the floor and things, but I never see credit cards, like, on the floor. You see? Some of you don't have some because you don't qualify for one. The way you behave around money and you don't qualify, they have taken them from you. It's for the select, specially selected groups. Hallelujah. So the first thing, number one, seven things you must know about the lay ministry. Number one, it says the lay ministry will greatly enhance the work of church planting. The lay ministry will greatly enhance the work of church planting. Hallelujah. Now we're all reading the book. So I want you to look in your book. It says one of the greatest keys to extensive church planting is the lay ministry. One of the greatest keys to extensive church planting is the lay ministry. Now if someone who has extensive network of churches, someone who has planted a lot of churches, someone who has a lot of churches, if that person is telling you that one of the greatest keys, one of the greatest keys to extensive church planting is the lay ministry, you should underline it. You see, that line, it should be underlined in your book. Someone is giving, someone has planted extensive network of churches and he says one of the greatest keys one of the greatest keys to ex, to extensive church planting is the lay ministry it should be highlighted it should be underlined and you should be searching so if that page you read that page and you didn't underline it you have to read the book again do you understand what i'm sharing with you someone who has extensive network of churches that you admire, that you can see. You see the fruits. And the person is telling you that one of the greatest keys, he didn't say one of the keys. He says one of the greatest keys to extensive church planting is the lay ministry. You have to take that seriously. You have to take that seriously. When you are reading a book, these are things that you have to narrow in. Amen. Amen. The first sentence in a chapter is called what? What do we call it? You people, you didn't take English in college. What do we call it? The first sentence in the chapter. What do we call it? Mercy. I have to teach. I have to teach my church English language. 
That will be another service. That will be another service. What about the last sentence in a paragraph? What do we call it? The last, the last sentence in the paragraph. In the introductory paragraph. What is the last sentence? Okay. Wow. I need to go back to English 101. That is all. But one of the greatest keys to extensive church planting is the lay ministry. You see, he, in the intro, and I'm sharing with you that Bishop's books, every chapter is a message. Every chapter is a message. We can take, last week we were sharing from chapter 7, isn't it, last Sunday. Now we are coming back, we are sharing from chapter 4. Next time we can go back to chapter 1. If, as, if I go back and I'm reading the book and it ministers to me and I see some rev, I'll come back and share it with you again. Amen. It's our church and it's our pastor. And he's teaching us. And there's nothing wrong to listen to the message over and over and over again. So that is what we are doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But in the chapter, the introductory sentence, he says, one of the greatest keys to extensive church planting is the lay ministry. And so we should take that very seriously. He says, the enormity of the work is such that without the strategy of lay ministry, very few churches will be planted because of the enormity. Do you understand what is enormity? What does it mean? The magnitude. The magnitude. Because the, Oh, you don't understand that one also. <laughs> Mercy on you. Big, big pastor with big, big words. The enormity, the magnitude. Because of that, the size of the work, because of how large the work is, he says, without the strategy of lay ministry, very few churches will be planted. Hallelujah. And then he says, it is virtually impossible for the church to employ the people that are needed for the work of God. Now, this is the, the last sentence of the introduction. He says, it is virtually impossible. It is virtually impossible for the church to employ the people that are needed for the work of God. That we should take seriously. For someone who has planted churches, network of churches worldwide, it's telling you that this is the key. And it says it's impossible. It's impossible to, for the church to employ the people that are needed for the work of God. Then you have to believe it. Amen. The lay ministry is not popular in some circles. In some cultures, everybody must be paid for his service. The organist must be paid. The guitarist must be paid. The sound controller must be paid. And the pastor constantly seeks a higher salary for his services. Can you imagine? Then the, where would the money be for the work of the ministry? If, if we are paying each of the choir members, every single choir member is paid. 
And then the ones that lead should be paid more. We have to pay the choir leader even more money. Pay the instrumentalists. Every one of them. Pay people who play different parts. If you don't pay me, that, we will not come and sing that part. You realize that the church cannot afford to do that. The church cannot afford to do that. Amen. The ministry of unpaid pastors and evangelists is the key to continued church planting. That ministry of unpaid pastors and evangelists is the key to continued church planting. Where the sacrificial nature of Christianity is compromised, church planting comes to an end. He says the church was born on the sacrifice of Christ. The church grew through the sacrifice of the apostolic church. Once again, the church will only expand through sacrifice. Hallelujah. The church will only expand through sacrifice. We are talking about the lay ministry. How the lay ministry can expand. How the church can expand through the lay ministry. One of the things that we are learning it says the lay ministry will greatly enhance the work of church planting. Hallelujah. Now you realize that one of the reasons why highly paid professionals, highly paid professionals, people who are in high positions, you don't see them in the work of the ministry. You don't see highly paid professionals doing the work of God because the church cannot afford to pay such people. And for that reason, the church does not even look for such people to do the work. And so if such people are members of the church, they are are not expected to become pastors. Do you understand? They are not expected because compared to how much money they make, they cannot afford to pay them. Do you understand? Compared to how much money they make, they cannot afford the church. So you find people, rich people, Highly paid people in the church and no one is looking to them or no one is expecting that one day they can become pastors. So most of churches do not consider such people even as potential ministers. Do you understand? But thank God for Lighthouse Chapel International. I say thank God for Lighthouse Chapel International. Thank God for a term of lay ministry in this church. What a great wisdom. Hallelujah. We are really, really blessed. Amen. The effort of the church, you see, the effort of the church employing different people, employing full-time ministers, employing people who are fully dedicated, all they do is doing the work of God. That effort that the church makes or churches are making to employ only full-time ministers has been the limiting step, the rate-limiting step in church growth. That has been... Do you understand what is a rate-limiting step? Yes, yes. That, has, that, determines, that determines how fast the church will grow. That determines how expansive the church can grow. That determines how far the church can grow. That thought, that tolerance of full-time ministers are the ones that are supposed to do the work of God. That thought, that is what limits church growth. Amen. Amen. 
And every church that has grown extensively, every church that has many branches, they don't depend on full-time ministers. Every church that has grown extensively does not depend on full-time ministers. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The work is a lot. How many of you agree with me that the work is a lot? It is a lot. The work is a lot. So if we are waiting, if we are going to wait for professional, full-time pastors to do the work, then we realize that many souls will not be rich. Then many, many souls will not be rich. If we were to depend only on professionals, full-time ministers, to only start churches, Lighthouse Bronze North will not be here today. This church was started by someone who was a lay minister. Someone who was fully lay. And this church has come to existence because a lay person came to start a church. Hallelujah. The work is a lot. It is a lot of work for us. It is a lot of work for any one person to do it. Look at Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. He says, and Jesus went about. And Jesus went about. Who went about? Jesus. Jesus. This is Jesus' ministry. This is Pastor Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Who is Jesus? The Son of God. The Son of God. He says, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching. The gospel of the kingdom. He went to which villages? All the villages. Which cities? All the cities. He went to all the cities. He went to all the villages. Teaching in their synagogues. And preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing every sickness. He healed every sickness. He went to all the villages all the cities and healed every sickness and every disease that was among the people. He healed them. And then he thought he was done. Because you think you have gone through all these villages and all these towns. And the Bible says, and, but when he saw the multitude, there was more people. After he has gone through all the villages and all the cities, and he has healed all the diseases. He has preached in all of these places. Taught them in all their synagogues. And healed their diseases. Then he looked again. And there's a large multitude coming. And the Bible says he was moved with compassion on them. He was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted. Is this the group that Jesus had just healed? Is it the group that Jesus had just healed? Yes. Is it the group that Jesus had just ministered to? Yes. Is it the group that Jesus had just nourished? Yes. Is it the group that Jesus had just become a shepherd to? Yes. No. It cannot be. It cannot be. It cannot be. It says, when he looked, he saw the multitude. He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. The ones who had a shepherd, they were healed. 
The ones who had the shepherd, they were preached to. The ones who had the shepherd, they were taxed. They were taught. And then he looked again. After he has gone through all the cities, there were more coming. More. More coming. More coming. He says, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. This group, they fainted. They were scattered. They were coming, looking, they're looking for a shepherd. Where is Jesus? Where is he? We need a shepherd. We need someone who can heal us. We need someone who can share the word of God with us. They were fainted. They were looking, they were were scattered. And the way they look, they look as someone who does not have a shepherd. Is somebody understanding the word of God? They were scattered abroad. The next verse. I can read my own. I got my copy. He says, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. The harvest truly is plenteous. I thought I have ministered to all these villages and all these cities and all these towns. I thought I have gone through all the circles, all the synagogues. And when he looked, it was like, wow, the harvest truly is plenteous. More work. More work. This is Jesus. And to him, he says, the harvest is too plenteous. It is too much for one person. One person cannot do all the work. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? No matter how anointed you are, one person cannot do all the work. No matter how powerful, no matter how many you hear, one person cannot do all the work. He says the harvest truly is plenteous. The harvest truly is plenteous. But the laborers are few. Who are few? The professionals. The experts. The experts are few. The professionals are few. The full-timers are few. The experts. The well-trained pastors are few. The certified pastors are few. He says... The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers. He will send forth laborers into his harvest. That he will send forth laborers into his summit. Hallelujah. To send forth professionals into the harvest. To send forth experts into the harvest. But to send forth laborers. Hallelujah. For this amount of work, we need laborers. We need laborers. If we are going to wait for professionals to be trained, people to go through Bible school and finish before we can send them to go and minister and plant churches, many souls will not be rich. I say many souls will not be rich. It says the, the work, the harvest is plenteous. But the laborers are few. The type of people who qualify to work in the Lord's vineyard are laborers. They are the people who qualify to work in the Lord's vineyard. 
When you are looking for laborers to work for you, you don't ask for special qualification. Do you? When you are looking for laborers to work for you, if you have, you have work to be done and what you need are laborers, you don't ask them what school they went to. You don't ask them what degree you have. You don't ask them what are your expertise. What you are looking for, the only qualification you are looking for is availability. That is the only thing that you are looking for. When someone is looking for laborers and he lies by the wayside, he is looking for the ones who are available, the ones who have availed themselves to be taken. You are not looking for professionals. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You are not looking for professionals. You are looking for people who can avail themselves. People who will avail themselves. Because their work is a lot. It is plenteous. If it was too much for Jesus alone, then it must be too much for Bishop Dark alone. If it was too much for Jesus alone to do the work, then it must be too much for Apostle Joel alone. If it was too much for Bishop alone, it must be too much for Reverend Charles Osei alone. If it was too much for Jesus, then it must be too much for Reverend Bonzi alone to do the work. Amen. Amen. And if it was too much for Jesus, then it must be too much also for your truly. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's too much. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. One person cannot do the work. We need a lot of people to join in. And we are not looking for people who have specialized license. We are not looking for people who have specialized training. We are not looking for people. We are looking for people who have been sitting in the church. People who have been hearing the message. 2 Timothy 2.2. We are looking for people who have been hearing the message. And the same things. We are teaching them and teaching them. We are not asking you to go and share. You are asking, but I'm not qualified. I don't qualify to go out and do anything. It says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses... Don't add, don't subtract, don't, money, don't, don't modify. Don't, he says, the same, the same, the same. Don't change it. Don't try, don't make any effort to build and be special and make yourself like or some authentic preacher, you know, one that has never existed. He says, the same. Commit thou to faithful men who will also, who shall be able also to teach others. So if it has been committed to me, I'm committing to you. Amen. And you should be able also to teach others. Amen. And you also, when you teach others, they should be able to teach others. Amen. I just when I was talking to someone, I said, these people, they are so blessed. They are so blessed. Amen. Amen. It says the same, commit thou to faithful people. And what we need, we don't need, you see, as you are here and you are availing yourself, that is all we need. You are available. As we are sharing, you are available. If you avail yourself, that is the only qualification you need. That is the only qualification that you need. If you constantly avail yourself and avail yourself, you also take the same message that I preach. You just take the same message and you also share with others. 
Don't you think if you take this message you are sharing and you go and gather people and you're also sharing with them, they won't be blessed. If you go to a, a church and you're also sharing with them, wouldn't they be blessed? You read the scriptures and you are just sharing. The same that you heard, the same commit also to others. Amen. The same. Don't try to be special. Don't try. Don't. That is why we are sharing from Lycos. Lycos. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Acts chapter 18. Acts chapter 18. Okay, we can read from verse 1. Acts chapter 18. It says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Amen. Paul departed from where? Athens. You know where Athens is? It's in, it's in Greece. It's not Greek. It's in Greece. Greek is a language. Or Greek is a people. So after these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. These are two different countries, two different places. Just like you also departed from Ghana and you came to the U.S., same thing. You come to America. America. <laughs> Amen. The same thing. As you departed from Dominican Republic, Dia, to come to New York, Jackie, the same thing. Do you understand? Sonia, as you left Jamaica and you came to the U.S., he says, and Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth. Paul is from Jamaica. Amen. Let's continue to read. Verse 2. He says, and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus. He found who? Aquila, born in Pontus. Lately came from, or lately come from Italy. He's also come from Italy. They have met in Corinth. Do you understand the word of God? He says, and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla. Some of you, you got your green cars with your wives and you migrated and you came. You brought your children. Amen. Like Aquila and Priscilla. The same way. You came with your wife. We don't know if they had children, but they came. Okay? They have also come to Corinth. Lately from Italy, with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. So certain issues are happening in their country, so they have migrated. They have also left and they have come. Or wherever they were, they have come. Just like you. Just like you. Just like you. Can you see yourself in this? Just like you. You and your wife. You see, not all of you came with your wife, but Paul, he came alone. Just like some of you also. You came alone. Amen. Priscilla and Aquila also recently migrated from Rome. 
Because of issues. Just like most of you. Hallelujah. So, and then let's continue. So, and then it says, and because he was of the same craft. Who is of the same craft? Paul is of the same craft. He abode with them and wrought, for by their occupation they were tent makers. Do you see? He, Paul came to live with them. So you are not the first person who has come to this country and you have a roommate. You are not the first person. Paul also came and he came to live with them. And then he found out that, he says, but what kind of work do you do here? He said, I do live in. He said, can you talk to your boss for me? He came, maybe Priscilla and Aquila, they came, they have rented a one-bedroom apartment on Grand Concourse. And then Paul came. Paul came, and then he said, we have our living room. We can take our living room. Live in our living room for a while. And he's also living in the living room. Just like you. Just like you. Just like you. Just like you. He also came. Some of you have finished, you are graduates, but you have come. And then they say the only job that is available is living. You have to clean old women. The only job available is to clean. He was a lawyer, just like a lot of you. You have finished law school. Some of you have finished accounting school. Some of you have finished all kinds of school. You know? (laughs) Issues have brought you. Look, do you see yourself in this story that you are reading? Circumstances, issues, issues, issues. You are living in somebody's living room. Oh, issues. Issues. Amen. Issues. Let's continue reading. It says, by trade, they, by their occupation, they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. Hallelujah. Priscilla and Aquila came. They rented a one-bedroom apartment. And Paul came. And he says, can I have your living room? Now, he cannot live there for so long because after a while, just like you, the roommate will expect that. Now, you contribute to some rent. Isn't that so? You cannot be living there and be eating their food every day. Your roommate will expect after a while that you also will be contributing something. So he says, where do you work? He says, I work at the um, CTMC. He said, what is CTMC? He says, the Corinthian Tent Making Center. I work at the Corinthian Tent Making Center. He said, can you talk to your boss for me? Talk, because me too, I know how to make tent. I know how to make tent. Can you talk to your boss for me? So the man went and then he says, you see, my roommate has come. He just arrived. Do you have anything here for him? He says, you need to go and do this, get this certificate, go and go to ABC school and they give you. <laughs> they don't have those things. They don't have ABC school. <laughs> you are angry. They say, ah, 
old ladies that we are going to clean also. We have to go to school. He said, hey, look, in Corinth, in this country, that's how it is. Even though you are going to clean old ladies, you have to go and go get some certificates. So he said, ABC school. You went, he said, where is it? White Plains. Is it White Plains? Fordham. <laughs> Which one is in White Plains? There's another one on White Plains Road or something like that. Fordham. He said, where is it? Fordham. Amen. Because you need to pay the rent. You need to pay the rent. You need to pay for your food. You need to buy food. You need to buy your metro car. Yes. Hey. <laughs> you need to send money to certain friends. Certain family members. As you have come. People are depending on... Look. Look at Acts chapter 20. Hold on. Look at Acts chapter 20. And verse, 20, I think, 24 or 25. Look at Acts chapter 20. Verse... No, let... Okay, that's too early. Go to verse 32. Verse 32. You see, you are not the only one who has migrated to a place and people are depending on you. They need you to work and to get, bring some money. Ask yourself, you need to pay your rent and buy your metro card and buy your food. Paul says, and now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Verse 33. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities and to them and to them that were with me. So he needed to work so he can get some money to send to the people. Western Union. Send some money. He, you see, I'm teaching you something. He also had the same needs like you. He needed to abode with someone. He needed to buy food. He needed to live. He needed to buy his metro card. Amen. But the Bible says, verse uh, verse 20, 18 verse 4, it says, Every Sabbath, is it say some Sabbath? No. Every other weekend? No. Once a month? No. When he could? No. He had the same needs like you. But the Bible says every Sabbath, and he reasoned in the synagogue every Sabbath, every Sabbath. He had all these needs, but when he comes for Sundays, he's in church. Reasoning, doing the work of God. Every Sabbath, doing the work of God. Having the same needs like you. Migrated just like you. Having the same needs. But every Sabbath, every Sunday, every Sabbath, he's in the church. Reasoning in the synagogue and persuading the Jews and the Greeks. Every Sabbath. Amen. They got him a job. Yes. Now, you see, Paul placed himself in the same position like you. And to show you that I can be in the same position like you and do the work of God. I can be in the same place like you, have the same responsibility, have a roommate just like you, and do the work of God. 
How many of you have roommates? Yeah. How many of you live alone? You are alone. You don't even have a roommate, wife, roommate, husband. You don't have roommates. Yeah. Because even your wife, he expects, you expect that he, will, she also brings some money, pay some of the rent, pay some of the bills. You are roommates. Amen. He had the same responsibilities like you. But now he goes to work during the week, just like you. He goes to work, and on the Sabbath, he doesn't just use the Sabbath and say, because my heart, my work is so hard, I have to rest. I have to rest. Because tent making, hey, Reverend, you don't know how tent making is. I have to rest. He said, I have to rest. He doesn't use that day to do his laundry. Because I work all week. He said, he will go to work, but the Sabbath, every Sabbath, he doesn't use it for his cooking. That I need to cook for the week. I need to do my laundry for the week. Otherwise, I will not have anything to wear. Paul was wearing clothes. Are we not wearing clothes? Are we not also working? But we have to be here to do the work of God. We have to be here to do the work of God. You are not the only one who wears clothes. You are not the only one who does laundry. You are not the only one who eats. You are not the only one who has roommates. There are people who have roommates working. They, are, they, they, they have roommates, not even one. He had two people. You have no idea how it is to be a single man and your roommates are a couple. You have no idea how it is. That was the situation that Paul was in. You see, you think you are the only one that some people have been making certain noise to disturb you. You can't sleep. You think you are the only one. So, Reverend, I couldn't sleep all night. My roommates, the way they were behaving, you are not the only one. Paul was disturbed in the night, but he was doing the work of God. Inconvenient situations, but he was doing the work of God. You are not the only one. You are not the only one who is sleeping in somebody's living room. You are not the only one. Am I speaking to somebody tonight? You are not the only one. He didn't use the day for his grocery. Costco, they only open on Sundays. Sundays when the crowd is not too much. But rather he availed himself. For the work of God. He availed himself. He was available. He was working like everyone else. But he was available for the work of God. Hallelujah. So why is it that you have moved to New York? Sharing a place with a roommate. You also have to pay rent like Paul. You also have to buy metro cars. You also have to buy clothes. You have to also send money to certain people. You also have other responsibilities. So why is it that you, Paul, somebody can do all of this, but you cannot avail yourself? Ask your neighbor, why can't you not avail yourself? Say, why, 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 why? Why can you not avail yourself? Ask your neighbor, why can you not be here every Sabbath? Why, why? Ask your neighbor, why? Get an answer. Even coming to church is a problem for you. Coming to church is a problem. 
You have to rest. You have to sleep. I have to cook. I have to eat. I have to rest. I have to do laundry. I have to do grocery. I have to do this. I have to do that. Ask your neighbor, why can't you do all this and still be like Paul and avail yourself for the work of God? Why? Why? Why are some people... You have to ask yourself. You see, you have to ask yourself. Why are some people in the same situation like you, they are able to avail themselves, but you are not able? Why? Tell your neighbor, repent. Say, repent. Amen. Repent. Hallelujah. Look, dearly beloved, sons and daughters, if the church of God will go forth, if the church of God will grow, we need lay ministers. Amen. 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 We need, without lay ministers, we have come to a standstill. If you do not avail yourself, our number will be the same. Because, because one minister can do so much. I'm telling you. If it was a lot of work for Jesus, it is a lot of work for me. If it's a lot of work for Jesus, it's a lot of work for Bishop Dad. We need a lot of people. We need a lot of people. A lot of people to be part of this work. Hallelujah. Is somebody, you, do you agree with what I'm sharing with you? Look at Lighthouse today. Today we have more than 2,000 pastors. And of these, only about 15% of them are full-time ministers. The rest of them are all lay ministers. That is why we have churches worldwide. That is the only reason. Can you imagine that we were paying all these pastors? How many churches could have been started? Today we would have had one branch here in the USA because there was only one full-time pastor. And all of us, we will always be going to Manhattan. We wouldn't have a church here today. Amen. The rest of the lay ministry, they are ordinary men and women just like you, just like you, with roommates, with jobs, with responsibility to send money to relatives, with responsibility to take care of family, with responsibility to pay rent, the same responsibility, working. But still, they avail themselves to do the work of God. They still avail themselves to do the work of God. You don't like my message? I am preaching that message. I am preaching it. I say I'm preaching. There are ordinary men and women like you, I tell you. Tense within the week, reasoning with the people in the, sab- in the synagogue on a Sabbath. Say to your neighbor, tense within the week, reasoning in the synagogue on the Sabbath. Hallelujah. But you see, that is what Paul was doing. But we never heard Paul complaining and talking about, hey, my job, you know, and my job, and my job, my job, my schedule, you know, it's too much. The way the bosses are doing, my schedule, the way the work is, and my schedule, I couldn't come because of my job. He says, every Sabbath, every Sabbath, every Sabbath, not today I was too tired, so I can, tomorrow I cannot, Reverend, I can't come tomorrow because I think I'll be too tired. I can't come tomorrow because I think uh, my boss wants me to come and work this day. I think I can't, I can't come tomorrow because, you see, every Sabbath he was in the church. Every Sabbath. Every Sabbath. Amen. 
You see, one, 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 one Sunday, your pastor is not in church. Oh, Reverend, we miss you. Uh, we miss. But you, you miss church. You miss church. You miss church. You miss church. True or not true? Oh, Reverend, why did you go? Reverend, Reverend. Oh, Reverend. We... But you, you just miss church. Without notice, no praying form, nothing. Just you wake up and you see snow outside. Put back your blanket, blanket back on your head. Take a personal day from church. You call in sick from church. You call in sick. Uh, church too. You are calling in sick. Amen. Are you understanding the word of God tonight? Yes. He says every Sabbath, every Sabbath, he was a tent maker working within the week, but every Sabbath, he was in the synagogue reasoning with the people. Reasoning. No qualification. All we need is available. Someone who is available. Someone who will avail himself. Someone who will avail herself. That is what we need. Amen. Look, if I can combine the secular work with the ministry work, if I can combine the secular work with the ministry work, you can do it too. I say, you can do it too. I say, you can do it too. Tell your neighbor, you can do it. Say, you can do it. You can do it. Hey, Reverend, Reverend, how do you do it? Reverend, how do you do it? Reverend, is it not too much? Reverend, you look tired. Oh, I look tired. What do you think? You have to look tired. You have to look tired. If you are going to be a lay minister, be prepared to look tired. Be prepared to forgo sleep. You have your makeup on. and Hey, Reverend, 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 how do you do it? Reverend, you look tired. Reverend, Reverend, you need to get some rest. Ah, I will take rest and then you will see. Look, the lay ministry, it requires sacrifice. It requires sacrifice. Amen. I say it requires sacrifice. If we are going to move forward, it requires sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. You too can do it. Tell your neighbor, you too can do it. Tell your neighbor, you can do it. Ask your neighbor, what is the qualification? Amen. That is the only thing you need to be available. That is all you need. If you avail yourself, you too, you can do it. If you want to, do you want to know how Paul did it? How many of you want to know how Paul did it? I'll show you how Paul did it. It's okay. Let's continue our reading. Number two, it is possible to combine secular work with the ministry. Yes. It is possible, it is very possible to combine secular work with the ministry. It is doable. I like that. It is doable. It is doable. It is possible to combine secular work with the ministry work. Lay ministry requires the ability to combine secular work with real ministry. The best example of lay ministry was the Apostle Paul's ministry. Just like you. Someone who has moved. He says he has just moved to Corinth. You two, you have just moved to New York. And then he found people. He found a couple. You also found some couple. And you are sharing room. 
He also was a roommate, just like you. He became a roommate, sharing room, sharing a place with a couple. And then he negotiated with them. Talk to your boss for me. Where do you work? Where does, where does Paul work? CTMC. Corinthian Tent Making Center. He says, talk to your boss for me. Talk to your boss. Because I know how to make tents. I'm gifted with my hands. I can do something with my hands. And then Aquila comes back. You see, Aquila and Priscilla, too, if you are not careful, you don't know who is a woman. <laughs> then Aquila comes back and says, my boss says, come, you don't need a resume, just come. And then he said, that's it. He says, oh, but you need ABC license. <laughs> Paul just went. He says, I know how to do it. He says, do one, let's see. So you do it. Some of you, you came, your roommate, he says, I work in a place, I use forklift, forklift. He says, do you know how to drive it? He says, I know how to drive it. You have never driven, driven the one before. <laughs> so you came to the place, they say, okay, we have a pile of load. They say, go and move this and take it here. <laughs> if God was not in the way, you sat on the thing, the whole thing almost came on you. Because you know that you need the money, you need to pay the rent. Paul could not have lived with Priscilla and Aquila all the time without working. And he said, is it possible that he will live there and say, as for me, I came to do the ministry work, so I will just stay home and just... Are you going to work? Oh, I'll see you in the evening. You see, when your roommate comes, he'll be angry with you. That is why when they come, they... Next day, as they are going, as if it's a mistake, they have taken their key. So you can't go out. <laughs> because as soon as you came, they gave you a key. They thought you were going to be there for three weeks. You have been there for three months. So as they are going to work, so you wake up in the morning. Because they wake up early morning to go. But you, you, are, working for the, you are working for God full time, so you will sleep. I was praying all night, so as you are going, I'm sleeping. And then you are sleeping, so as they are going, where is the key? They take their key, and then they go. So you say, oh, you've taken a shower, then you go to the fridge, it's finished. They, they didn't buy the milk. You say, ah, how come? They today, they didn't buy milk. They say, we are fasting. We are fasting in this house. We are fasting in this house. But Paul said, talk to your boss for me. Talk to your boss. Get me a job. And he got a job, full-time job. He will go to work within the week, but he will combine it, his secular work with every. He will combine it. He says every Sabbath he was in a church. Every Sabbath he was in a church. You, since you came, they gave your roommate find you a job. Now there's no Sabbath for you. Sabbath you are at the job. Even your roommates that you came to meet, they are coming to in a church. But for you, you have taken it to the Olympics. Sabbath you are in a, you are at the job. We found you the tent job. What are you doing now? Sabbath, you are making tent. If we're having a meeting, I'm making tent. Why are you? We can't find you anymore. We cannot find. Look, people have the same responsibilities like you, but they are doing the work. They are combining the work. They are combining the work. 
Sometimes when you don't have a job, we think you are such a committed Christian, such spiritual. The test, the test of your spirituality, the test of your Christianity, it comes when you have a job. When you have a job. That is when we know. That is when we will know. The test of your spirituality. So we say, oh, the brother is committed. Oh, let's... The sister is committed. Hey, let him do this one. Give him a job. Just give him ABC certificate and then you will see. Just get him ABC certificate. He says, he says, I'm here to do this. I am here. I want to join the choir. I want to do this. Hey, oh, really? Okay. And then the, she got ABC certificate. Now, where is this person? She's in living. No Sabbath. No message listening. Nothing. What was the last message we preached last week? You don't even know. Sabbath. Sabbath. You, but you can combine the secular work with the ministry work. Yeah. I say you can work and still serve God. Yeah. Amen. He says, is this, the way, is this the way that God planned for ministry to be? You may ask. Does the Bible not teach that they that preach the gospel must live of the gospel? Even so, had the Lord ordained, 1 Corinthians 9, 14. Even so had the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. Is this the only way? Is this the only way that God wants us to do the work of the ministry? Beloved, there are some that God has called, there are certain types of work that there is no way that you can be in a secular world and still do it. There is no way that Apostle Joel can do the secular work and still be a chairman of the bishop's council. There is no way that bishop can be in a secular, he runs his truck. Do you know bishop was a businessman? Yes. yes. Do you know bishop is a doctor? Yes. Well-qualified doctor? Medical doctor that makes diagnosis and treats and prescribes? Yes. Well-trained. There's no way that he can practice medicine and still run Healing Jesus campaign. There is no way that he can practice medicine and still run all these conferences that he's having worldwide. Do you understand? There is no way. There are certain types of work that, such that you need to be in the ministry full time. And if the church is going to grow, then there should be more people who also are doing secular work and doing the ministry work. If God gave us that example of Paul, then we should be able to also follow it. Hallelujah. Paul was the great church planter of the New Testament. He was able to accomplish great things for the Lord whilst he supported himself with a tent-making business. The lay ministry is even more vital for church planting today. Hallelujah. It is more vital for church planting today. Amen. Is somebody understanding the word of God this afternoon? It is more vital for church planting today. Let us read Acts chapter 20 again, and then we can close. Acts chapter 20 and uh, verse 24. Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. It says, you see, you want to know someone who has done something. Someone who has been able to survive and been able to do, and you want to know if you can do it too. Hear the person and look at what the person did, what mindset the person had that he was able to do these things. Amen. Amen. 
He says, in verse 24, he says, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto me, so that I might finish my course with joy. Let's read from NIV. Or the new uh, N, uh, NLT. Give me the NLT. He says, but my life is worth nothing to me. My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by who? By the tent-making manager. By the tent-making boss. By the tent-making director. No. He says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for the finishing the, for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. By the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. That was the mindset of Paul. That was his mindset. If you are able to do, if you want to combine the ministry work with the secular work, count yourself nothing. Count your life nothing. That is the only way. But if you are going to count your life so dear, that you need to get your beauty sleep. That after I, have, after I have worked all night, I have to have eight hours of sleep. If that is what we are doing, we will not be pastoring a church today. You have no idea what we have done to be here right now. You have no idea. Amen. Does it make, does it make us less of ministers? Are you not blessed by the message we are sharing? As we are reading the scriptures, are you not blessed? You can do it too. Tell your neighbor, you too, you can do it. Say, you can do it. Tamir, you can do the ministry work. Jackie, you can do the ministry work. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Let us pause here. Our time is up. We have a lot to read in this chapter. And then we will continue. You can do it. You can do the work of the ministry. I say you can do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. And let us bring the service to a close. Stand to your feet. You can do it. I say you can do the ministry work. You can combine secular work with ministry. You can sing. You can be a prayer warrior and still be in a church and do your work as well. You can pastor a church and still do your work. Hallelujah. All of you are potential pastors, potential ministers. There is no special qualification. He says, the things that thou have heard of me among many witnesses, the same, the same, don't change it. The same, the same, commit thou to faithful men who will also be able to teach others also the same thing the messages that you have heard the books that we have read the same books share with others also share with others also share with others also new heights in every day oh Paul had the same issues the same situation the same condition the same situation. Oh, yes. You are not the only one. You are not the only one. 
There are people in the same situation doing the same things you are doing, but doing the work of God. To be planted on a higher ground. Be planted on a higher ground. You have been this ground too long. Desire to be at a higher ground. Desire that you too you can pastor a church. You can do the pastoral ministry work. You can do the pastoral work. You can do the ministerial work. You too can do it. You too can do it. Yes. Higher ground. Have a desire to go higher. To go higher. To go higher. You are tired of sitting. Always sitting down to be ministered to. Be prepared to move up. You know. We are not staying in the same position. We are not sitting down. We are pressing on. We are moving forward. We are pressing on. We have a hunger to move forward. To do the work of the ministry. To do the work of the ministry. same place year after year father we see your God that we are in the same situation similar situation like apostle Paul but Lord he was able just like us being in our same situation he was able to combine the secular work with the ministry work Lord we are tired of staying in this same position Tonight, Lord, take us to a higher ground. Take us to a higher ground. Take us to a higher ground. Lord, we repent and we say we can do it also. We too can do it. We can do the ministry work. We can do our secular work and do the ministry work. We can help the work of the ministry. We can help build a church. We can help plant a church. We can help our pastors. 
We can help the work of God. Lord, we are thankful and grateful for this wonderful church. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that you give us in this church. We thank you, Lord, for the doors that you open to us in this church. Father, we pray for the spirit that will avail us, the spirit that will cause us to avail ourselves. For it is all that you look for. You say, even to you, you said, truly the harvest is plenteous. Lord, if it was plenteous for you, then it must be plenteous for every other minister. Therefore, Lord, touch our hearts. Let us be people who are ready to take on the baton. People who are ready to carry on what has been committed to us. People who are ready to take what we have heard also to share with other people. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful and thankful tonight. In Jesus' name. If there's anyone here tonight, you are not born again. You have not given your life to Christ. And you want to come before Jesus. You want to give your life to Christ tonight. Do not live here without receiving salvation from Jesus. Do not live here without receiving Christ into your life. For you do not know what awaits tomorrow. If that is you, you want to give your life to Christ. Lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Anyone here like that? Father, we are thankful and grateful tonight for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, for directing our steps to be here tonight. We thank you, O Lord. We ask, O God, that you help us to continue our work with you. May we never fall aside, but may we continue on with you. Father, when you come, may you still find a standing in faith. We thank you, Lord. Father, all this heaviness and the burdens that so easily beset us, may you remove them from our lives that we will continue to work with you. We are thankful and grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap for Jesus? We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.